I'm Dana Perino. This is Ed Henry. And I'm Kat Timpf. This is the Fox News Rundown. Wednesday, June 24th, 2020. I'm Trey Inks. Schools have been the epicenter of numerous coronavirus spikes in countries around the world, leading to new ideas in education and virtual learning. I think we'll see new, more innovative models of education that have more combinations of in-person and online components, which is going to make education more flexible and accessible for uh, non-traditional students. This is the Fox News Rundown, Global Pandemic. While most schools across the United States have entered into summer break, the coronavirus outbreak has officials and educators rethinking how educational facilities will operate moving forward. Over the next few minutes, you'll get the latest headlines on the global COVID-19 outbreak and hear from Dr. Jenna Sheffield, assistant provost at the University of New Haven. Starting first in Europe, the European Union is considering a ban on Americans traveling to the region over COVID-19 concerns. The cutoff date for a decision is July 1st, a week from today, and reports indicate officials are split on which countries to include in the list of banned locations. While the full criteria is not known, reports say countries who have had over 100,000 positive cases over the past two weeks would be barred. Now to Israel, that has seen a spike in new COVID-19 cases. On Tuesday, Israel reported nearly 460 new cases of the virus and is now considering re-implementing lockdown restrictions in certain areas. Despite new infections, the number of critical patients has dropped slightly. Some medical centers are reopening their COVID-19 wards, but so far none are overwhelmed with new cases. Finally, in South Africa, Coronavirus has infected more than 100,000 people. Reports say some schools were shut down this week after at least one secondary school had upwards of 180 positive cases. Schools in the country started to reopen this month as South African authorities say 1.4 million total tests have been conducted since the outbreak first began. Despite the testing and safety measures implemented, rolling school closures in South Africa provide a representative example of the challenges the world faces at the intersection of health and education in the age of coronavirus. So how has the coronavirus changed the way teachers are teaching and students are learning around the world? I think educators have been affected in a lot of ways, some, some good and some bad, really. This is Dr. Jenna Sheffield, assistant provost at the University of New Haven. It was a difficult transition in March and April when we moved online and a lot of faculty had to very quickly learn a variety of new technologies, adapt their pedagogy, think about how to engage students in active learning uh, while not working with them face to face. And at the same time, uh, they were probably dealing with their own personal and professional struggles and childcare. So it was a big challenge. Absolutely. From what you know about universities across the U.S. and around the world, what role does that human-to-human interaction play in education? I think people are really trying to adapt now to understand what classrooms are going to look like, not only in the immediate wake of coronavirus, but also in the future as universities are finding ways to cut costs and still be able to provide a high level of education? It's difficult. Uh, I think that human-to-human connection that you mentioned is incredibly important, and especially when you think about students who are needing to do internships and hands-on clinical work and things of that nature. I do think that technology has come a long way in allowing us to 
get close to that level of interaction. For example, we can do Zoom conferencing with students. We can record ourselves giving feedback on writing assignments. There's a lot that we can do to replicate that. We can create discussion forums in our learning management systems that resemble social media chat. Uh, but does that really replace the, the human connection that you get when you're sitting down face-to-face with students? It, it, it's getting closer, but I don't think we're completely there. I, I think that um, in terms of your question about what class will look like in the fall, that is one thing that we're struggling with. I know for our university, we are having to think about how we teach in a socially distanced classroom. And with an instructor having a mask on and breaking our students into two sections for the same class and rotating them, and it's gonna, it's gonna pose a real challenge for faculty and students alike. I know that you're a scholar in the field of rhetoric and composition, and I wanted to talk to you about how you feel this entire pandemic is going to change the style in which students are learning and the way they're writing and the way they're engaging in higher education. I think that there's such a cultural shift, and we talk about the importance of human-to-human interaction, and also just every part of life has changed as a result of this pandemic. And focused on your research, how do you feel that things are going to change with the area that you're looking at? One thing that's going to change in terms of how students engage is that with online learning, there's even more of a responsibility on the student to be an active learner and an active participant because otherwise they'll sort of get left behind. They, they really need to be proactive and manage their time effectively. And, and it's not that those things aren't important in a face-to-face classroom, but I think that as you're navigating an online course and working through it within an LMS, that's going to become increasingly important. Uh, because my area is in writing, I'm hoping that this continues to emphasize the importance and value of being a strong writer and a strong communicator because now even more so students are doing more emails and communicating in Slack and communicating via text and communicating via Teams. And so I think it's going to be really important for them to critically consider uh, how to do that effectively and professionally as they're engaging with their faculty and uh, with peers as well. You've been listening to Dr. Jenna Sheffield, Assistant Provost at the University of New Haven. We'll be right back. How do you feel that a pandemic like this can add to the education and the way in which students are learning? I think oftentimes you hear about examples throughout history where students are living through history and they're able to take their surroundings and what's happening during the time that they are in university and actually apply it through education. So how do you feel that that's going to intersect in the way in which students are writing, learning, and being educated at university and at that level? Well, I a lot of my work is on sort of the faculty development side, faculty training, and in some ways I've seen some benefits there because faculty who weren't necessarily engaging much with technology were kind of forced into it. And uh, to that end, I think that they're going to see some benefits to 
learning these technologies and thinking about how they can deploy them effectively. And I think that will continue to carry over. I think we'll see new, more innovative models of education that have more combinations of in-person and online components, which is going to make education more flexible and accessible for uh, non-traditional students and uh, students who you know, have different needs in terms of flexibility and access to education. I think that's one thing that's important. Certainly. And you talk about the faculty side of the university. What has been the most challenging part for faculty members during this pandemic? I don't want to dismiss the personal uh, challenges, but that's probably not what you're getting at. But I, I do want to say, you know, having children at home or being sick themselves, all those kinds of things, as well as worries about job insecurity um, are, I think, some of the biggest challenges. But if we're focusing more on kind of academics and and faculty preparation and things like that, uh, some of the challenges have been, for example, how to replicate uh, teaching a lab. Uh, (laughs) when you're doing it online and how to deal with academic integrity concerns when, you know, your students, you know, you may not even know who, if your student is the one taking the test. Those have been some challenges in addition to the challenges surrounding learning new technologies. And there's also uh, policy shifts that we've had to consider. You know, should you require your students, we've had big conversations about this, uh, should you be requiring your students to turn their camera on if you're doing a synchronous Zoom session? And maybe students don't feel comfortable with that because of their surroundings, and uh, maybe they don't want to be recorded, uh, but it, it can also affect the classroom dynamics. So those have been some interesting just discussions and issues to wrangle with as well. Finally, I wanted to ask you about the training of faculty during this time. What sort of resources are out there for professors that aren't used to teaching online and aren't used to using technology in a classroom setting? Luckily, there are so many resources, and this has actually, I think, been one of the benefits of the pandemic's (laughs) effect on higher education. So, a lot of different examples. Most universities quickly shifted to trying to create resources for their faculty, uh, web pages, workshops, uh, webinars, things of that nature. There are also online communities that started developing across the country on these issues. There's one that I was a part of called Keep Teaching, and I believe, I'm probably going to get this wrong, but I believe it was started at Kansas State University and faculty really from across the country were contributing resources and sharing ideas. Another great opportunity is that a lot of educational uh, for-profit organizations, uh, textbook publishers, they started offering a lot of their technologies for free and they also started offering a lot of resources and training materials for faculty. Um, So I would say that access to training and tips and strategies has grown exponentially uh, as part of this shift, this quick shift to remote instruction. Certainly an interesting time to ensure that faculty is trained and it sounds like the University of New Haven is on the forefront of making sure that 
all students are able to get that top level of education despite this pandemic. Dr. Jenna Sheffield, Assistant Provost at the University of New Haven. Dr. Sheffield, thank you again for your time. Thank you so much. Have a good day. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, subscribe and listen to the Trey Gowdy Podcast. Former federal prosecutor and four-term U.S. congressman from South Carolina brings you a -a one-of-a-kind podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com.